0: This is mornings with Jeff Hutchison on Seven Twenty ABC Perth and ABC Radio WA. Now, whenever banks merge, when the big swallows up the small, the first question is, will jobs go? Well, this was the assurance made to Bankwest employees by the new boss, Ralph Norris, at the Commonwealth Bank on October the 9th.
1: We have made a, a commitment that we will not be making any staff reductions in Western Australia. We will continue to run Bank West in the Bankwest Network. We are reviewing Bankwest operations on the eastern seaboard. Uh, I'd like to hasten to say that we would be looking at redeploying people rather than um, redundancies in the first instance. They're good people, they've been well trained and they would be a um, certainly an asset
0: to the Commonwealth Bank Group. That was then. Things have changed. Changing economic times, difficult economic circumstances, rationalisations, new directions. The spin always comes pretty easily and the promises and assurances are wiped away quickly. I wonder what comfort that will be to the 250 Bankwest employees here in WA who won't have a job. John Sutton is the Managing Director of Bankwest. Mr Sutton, good morning to you. Good morning, Jim. How do you expect your employees, hundreds of whom will now lose their jobs, to be feeling about working this Monday morning?
2: Look, they're going to feel uh, very aggrieved and uh, and I did make a commitment when I first arrived uh, at Bankwest in uh, mid-December and uh, it is unfortunate that I'm unable to, to keep that commitment. I feel very, very uh, sorry for that. But we are living through uh, some extraordinary uh, economic times and for Bankwest to remain competitive for its 900,000 customers, uh, we need to take the action that we're taking.
0: When were your workers told or have they not been formally told yet?
2: Uh, our workers were formally uh, told this morning the decision uh, was made in the last uh, 24 to 48 hours. Uh, to...
0: How would they have received that work if I'm uh, if if I work at a Bank West branch somewhere in suburban Perth, uh, would I have been phoned this
3: morning?
2: Look, uh, the the first thing to uh, to point out to your listeners is that there are no uh, branch closures or store closures. Uh, all of our uh, staff have been informed uh, uh, via the uh, bank uh, intranet and uh, the management will be talking to those affected staff over the coming days. We will be going through a
4: consultation period with the union
0: over the next week. Okay. It doesn't actually answer my question, though. I was keen to know how they were uh, informed of the decision. Were were they phoned this morning to say, you know, Barry, the bad news is you don't have a job?
2: No, we have a program at the moment, so we've actually informed our staff, all of our Bankwest staff, Australia-wide, that... uh, that we're taking this action and the managers will be talking to the staff over the coming days.
0: When you said over the intranet, does that mean they needed to log on to their computers this morning to find out whether they had lost their jobs?
2: Uh, they needed to come into work this morning. It was posted on the intranet this morning and uh, the management staff are now talking to the to uh, to the to the various employees.
0: Ralph Norris, back in October, said that employees and customers of Bankwest, that this merger would actually represent business as usual and that nothing much would change. How do you justify 400 people losing their jobs?
2: Look, the decision about the 400 people losing their jobs is my decision. It's nothing to do with uh, with Ralph Norris. It's a decision that the Bankwest uh, senior management team has taken along with, and it has been endorsed by the Bankwest Board. We've looked at every avenue possible to actually ensure that we uh, could cut our costs, but unfortunately We've had to take this action due to this uh, deteriorating economic environment that we find ourselves
0: in. Okay, tell us the extent of that deterioration. You mentioned the national economy uh, being a problem, the WA economy. You also referred to a high cost base in your release to the ASX. What do you mean by that?
2: Well, most banks around the world are measured on uh, a key uh, indicator called a cost-to-income ratio. Uh, The Bank West ratio is about 67%, and the peer uh, of the banks in Australia is around 44%. Bankwest was built very much on uh, on growth. Uh, it has been a business that's acquired a lot of customers over the last uh, over the last four years, and in fact, uh, Bankwest has increased its workforce by some uh, uh, 1,700 people. And uh, now we've got this sudden deterioration, rapid deterioration through the global economic crisis. Uh, we're not immune from that. And we absolutely need to take whatever action we need to do to ensure that Bankwest West remains very, very competitive and continues to acquire customers over time.
0: Okay. one thing that was curious about this, because we grilled uh, the Commonwealth Bank back in October when all these assurances came, and I know that uh, no one quite uh, saw the extent of the global economic crisis at that point, but this is what Ralph Norris said about the actual merger, the actual deal. This
1: has not been predicated on job losses as an acquisition. And I think one of the big benefits and uh, reasons for that is that we have bought this uh, operation at a very good price.
0: So, back in October, you were a good deal for the Commonwealth Bank. Look, so, how much, how drastically have things changed?
2: Well, Bankwest is uh, is a great business. It's been a business been around for for a hundred years. But you know, we, every Australian business is seeing a significant slowdown uh, in activity, and we needed to take the action uh, that was required to ensure that Bankwest uh, remains competitive. In the last four months, uh, there has been a massive decline in uh, economic activity throughout Australia.
0: Can you tell us here now that the Bankwest brand will stay as is?
2: Certainly, the Bankwest brand will stay as it is. The Bankwest, uh, Bankwest has an independent board uh, made up of a number of non-executive directors from uh, Western Australia, and... Uh, Bankwest has been around for 100 years, and I expect Bankwest to continue to be around for a
0: further 100 years. Now, I know you've made assurances, uh, certainly in your media statement, that nothing will change in face-to-face dealings, this notion that customers will not be inconvenienced and no branches will close. Is that true? That's correct. Okay. Are you prepared to accept that you might indeed still lose customers?
2: Look, uh, uh, this has been a difficult decision, and uh, we will be doing everything we can to maintain the excellent service that Bankwest customers have been accustomed to over the years. Uh, part of this about remaining competitive is that Bankwest has been very, very innovative over the last three or four years, taking the fight
4: up to the majors in acquiring
2: But, but
0: do you accept, Mr Sutton, that bank customers aren't, aren't absolutely hard-hearted economic rationalists, that they'll listen to a decision like this and say, gee, they were assuring, giving assurances months ago that people weren't going to lose their jobs. Now they're losing them in their hundreds. And it was only last week that the new National Bank boss, Cameron Klein, admitted, there was a strong public perception that all banks are bastards. Now, how do you go about dispelling such an impression here?
2: What we have to do is make sure that we continue to provide our customers with the best uh, possible customer service. I'm very confident that the Bankwest staff that are all in our customer-facing roles will continue to do so, and and, and that's what we're in business for, is to look after these 900,000 customers that we have.
0: Thank you for talking to me this morning.
2: Thank you very much for your time.
0: John Sutton is the Managing Director of Bankwest, at least to his credit. He said this was my decision, the decision rests with me and it doesn't rest with anyone else. So at least that's one aspect of corporate Australia prepared to stand up and accept some responsibility. Maybe banks have got used to this kind of stuff now that the best way you deal with a crisis is to at least come out and talk about it. I hope you're listening, BHP. Leon Carter is the National Secretary of the Finance Sector Union. Mr Carter, good morning to you. Good day, Jeff. How did your members find out? This was a question that was pretty hard to answer a few moments ago. How did they find out they'd lost their jobs?
5: Well, let's face it, the way they found out about it was reading the paper on the weekend. I mean, the speculation began on the weekend. We had, uh, you know, furious phone calls, between the the FSU and the bank over the weekend. I spoke to a number of Bankwest workers who were incredibly concerned that there was even speculation that they were about to renege on their word. And when they've turned up to work today, in broad terms, they've got an announcement that says that 400 people are about to lose their jobs, 250 in the West but um, you'll be spoken to over the coming weeks. So the, the actual 400 individuals at this stage still don't know
0: who they are. Okay. Okay. Uh, we were told that they learnt of the decision via the bank intranet, so they would have come yep. to work and turned their computers on. Yeah, that's uh, right. And that's how they would fund. And, and so they still yet to know who those 400 are.
5: That's right. I mean, you know, it's not hard to sort of figure out where the locations will be in terms of that sort of back office admin, admin support areas, but they don't know exactly who that is. And I'd just like to, to pick up a, a point in, in terms of what um, uh, Mr Sutton was talking about. It's not true to, to divide the Bank West workforce into two classes that says if you're a customer-facing person, mm. that, that they're the only people who um, make sure that the good customer service prevails, you can't take 250 people out of the West and 400 across the, the country and not have an impact on customer service.
0: This Mr Carter, nothing... that's the justification that's used that's for, right. every, for every job cut. We're all being told, and it wouldn't matter if we're talking about West Australian efficiency cuts yep. in the public service, we're all being told it'll people, be people who somehow work behind the scenes as if their work is something that, that, that may not matter as much.
5: And and I think it's offensive, to be honest. I mean, you know, there are a number of things about this announcement which are offensive. The fact that they have reneged on the commitments they gave to the West Australian community and their workers is offensive. And then to somehow pretend that it's the global financial crisis's fault... CBA bought Bankwest knowing full well what their cost-to-income ratio was. Yep, so that's, we have not, asked repeatedly, that's not changed. The cost... Absolutely not. Okay. Absolutely not. And we have asked repeatedly over the last six months, because, you know, call us cynical, but we didn't believe them when they made this commitment. We have asked repeatedly of senior CBA officials, John Sutton. I asked him personally in December whether they would stand by that commitment, and he said, absolutely. And nothing has changed. If you if you really want to look at the crisis at the moment, the last six months in Australia, things have got better. Like the funding models are better, the banking guarantee. Because
0: the federal government has, has, has introduced the banking guarantee that to some extent enables banks to have that reassurance that their future Absolutely. is
5: assured. Absolutely. And... and Remember, we're not talking about a little small business that is saying that if we don't get rid of a few people, we're going to have to close our doors. Mm. These are iconic companies, especially in the West, this, this is a company that can afford to keep every single one of these people employed and it is nothing other than cost reduction.
0: What prospects are there for, well it's funny, using Ralph Norris's comments, redeployment in the sector what chance that if you work at Bankwest you can find another job in the sector do you think?
5: Well the reality is and we know from very very bitter experience that when announcement like these come it's about talking about 400, 250 West Australians ending up on unemployment. It's you know this they'll try and redeploy but you know you can't on one breath say that we're cutting 250 people because we need to save money and then say we're going to keep those 250 people employed. Like it's, it is a ridiculous notion. These people are going to end up on unemployment. It is very unlikely in the current climate. None of the banks are employing at the moment. So these people are going to be lost and it is unacceptable.
0: Thank you for talking to me this morning. Leon Carter is the National Secretary of the Finance Sector Union. A couple of text messages have come in. Being sacked via the intranet, how disgusting. If I had an account with them, I would close it. This, a much more hard assed line, to be fair, Bankwest has the worst service around. A lot of these people deserve to lose their job.
5: This is Mornings, 720, ABC Perth and ABC WA. On air and online. 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 online.
0: Very keen to hear your views and we will take them right throughout the morning. We've been talking about the delays and difficulties at airports around the country. I think Chris has experienced at Perth Airport at first hand. Good morning to you, Chris.
3: Oh, good morning, Jeff. How are you?
0: Welcome back to Perth from Adelaide. Are you still at the airport?
3: No, we we're very lucky and um, we, we landed and the pilot came on and said, well, we have got you in earlier, but we now have a four-hour delay. Because no one's going to move the uh, stairs to get us off the plane, so <laughs> a lot of consternation and, oh God, what's going to happen now? And then uh, a person was managed to move the the stairs for us so we could uh, dis- 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 disembark. Yes. And but the, the luggage is still sitting there for four to five hours, uh, so. I can only put my praise to the Qantas crew and staff on the ground uh, for their assistance. They're in for a torrid time today because the airport is actually in total, total chaos at the moment.
0: Uh, so it could have been worse. I'm glad early in the day a passenger can say the scenario could be worse than it, than it was because later in the day it might be trickier. I, I,
3: I think it's going to be terrible later in the day. It's just going to affect the whole, the whole country. So... Uh, uh, I'm, I'm glad I'm, I'm here and not coming back the other way. And
0: Even if it means wearing the same pair of undies for the rest of the day, it doesn't really matter today, I don't think. Chris, thanks. Hello, Mike. How you going? You wanted to go to Darwin.
3: Indeed. I turned up there and it, things seemed a bit odd. I couldn't get a seat in the lounge or any papers left. So uh, then they announced that things were being delayed. Um, and then they said, go home if you haven't checked your bug- lag- luggage in.
0: Okay, is that something that you're hearing? Uh, that plenty of other people would have been hearing as well.
3: Oh, they through the lounge they announced if you hadn't checked luggage in, go home and ring up reservations and find out what's happening later in the day. And if you got luggage, well, <laughs> they weren't too clear on what you're going to do then.
0: Have you got? Uh, have you got? Uh room to, to, to deal with this? Is it okay that maybe you fly to Darwin later or are you pretty uh, fed up? No, no, I've
3: got appointments and stuff. just got to can the whole lot and uh, see what happens. I'm Ma- driving home and have the day off, I guess.
0: Okay, Mike, I'm sorry the day has started badly. If, uh, if you find yourself in the situation at the moment, give us a ring, 1300 222 720. We've contacted the Transport Workers Union. We hope they'll talk to us in the next hour. This all goes back to security at Sydney Airport and the events of uh, a week or so ago with the uh, the bashing murder of a Hell's Angel at uh, Sydney Airport and uh, security concerns. So effectively Sydney Airport, parts of it shut down today and of course the flow and effect has been quite dramatic. We'll keep you up to date right throughout the morning and if you're driving out to Perth Airport now, I hope you're carrying a
4: vast reservoir of patience. Ever dreamt of being at the MCG on AFL Grand Final Day? Stop dreaming. Listen to Grandstand's live broadcast from Subiaco Oval each weekend to find out who's best on ground. Then tune in to Jeff Hutchison on Monday to win. You and a friend could be heading east for the AFL Grand Final with flights and accommodation included. For more information, head to the competitions page, abc.net.au slash perth. AFL authorisation code GFAFL 09-09.
0: It's 11 minutes to nine. If you're an employee with Bankwest and you'd like to talk to us this morning, we'd be very happy to hear from you. one 300 720 This sounds like it has come like a bolt out of the blue, or at least you've had a couple of days notice because you read the newspapers, but uh, uh, the rather bitter reality has struck today. one three hundred triple we 720 Be keen to hear from you throughout the morning. Plenty of time this morning to do that. The Premier has been talking for weeks now with retailers and businesses and unions about how to best extend weeknight trading hours. And when we first discussed it with him, he seemed tentative. No, no dubious is a better word about extending hours very much, but it seems he's warmed to the idea of shops being open until nine o'clock each weeknight. And I wonder if that does become a reality by the end of the year, will it lessen demand or dampen enthusiasm for Sunday trading being introduced? If you did have an additional three and a half hours a night to get to the supermarket or to whatever special specialty shop, would that be satisfactory? Let us know. 1300 222 720. Would extended hours save you time? James Pearson is the CEO of the WA Chamber of Commerce. Mr. Pearson, good morning. Good morning, Jeff. Um, firstly, a um, lot of disappointment and some anger this morning about these Bankwest job losses. When do corporate assurances mean nothing?
1: Jeff? it is never an easy decision for a company to uh, let go of workers. Our members tell us that in these tough times, they are letting go workers as a last resort. Um, They would rather do things like put expansion plans on hold, cut back production, find other cost savings where possible. And I understand, as the business community does generally, that any job loss, particularly at these times, is regrettable. And I understand it must be a very unsettling time for Bankwest employees in particular.
0: Particularly with such little notice. Mr Pearson, on the other subject of retail trading hours, you've long wanted seven-day-a-week trading. Is this a reasonable compromise?
1: We acknowledge that the Premier's election commitment was to extend weeknight trading, and we certainly welcome indications, although we've not seen anything official yet, that uh, for the sake of consistency, we're now looking seriously at uh, extending trading hours to nine o'clock on weeknights. And we met the Premier recently, and we certainly, on behalf of the business community in the state, made that point strongly. But we also reminded him that the business community in WA is looking for extended trading hours to extend to Sunday as well. You know, at a time, Jeff, when we are facing real pressure um, on employment, this is something that the state government could do and do quickly to remove the shackles from retailers. It could create jobs and certainly experience in other states shows that extending retail trading hours has resulted in increased investment in the retail sector and giving more time to people to shop, people who otherwise couldn't get to the shops, and also creating more employment opportunities, including part-time and out-of-hours opportunities for people who, for whatever reason, um, aren't suited or aren't able to work nine to five. Sure,
0: but Mr Pearson, isn't the reality that the Premier is not going to give the nod to seven-day-a-week trading? He's said so again and again. Um, Is it easier to use the Thursday night, nine o'clock model across the week to to provide a reasonable compromise. At this stage, would you call it a reasonable compromise?
1: Well, at this stage, I would say that any improvement in Western Australia's antiquated and well out-of-date retail trading arrangements would be most welcome. We'd regard it as an important step towards extended trading, including on weekends, but certainly we'd welcome a commitment to nine o'clock weeknight trading. I think it would be of great benefit, not just to West Australian households and consumers, but also to people who are looking for
0: work. We may well hear this morning from small business owners who will argue that this will be a real impost what do you say to them? Because there's, there's often that argument that says, well, you don't have to open. Well, whilst true, uh, if you're in a big shopping centre where there are big supermarkets, I'd imagine the centre managers would insist that most or all other businesses stay open because it's a, it's a bad look to have the shutters down.
1: In Western Australia, Jeff, there are laws um, to protect the interests of those small business owners that you're talking about. So it prevents them from being forced to open. The fact is though that if there is more traffic coming into a shopping centre, if more people are being attracted out of hours to shop, then you would think that businesses that are looking to, to trade, to be profitable, would want to open their doors to take advantage of that increased custom. And that's the whole point. People aren't forced to open, but if they are in business to provide a service to customers, to households, and households are showing that they want to shop out of hours, then it would make sense to us that shops be open to cater for that demand.
0: Very briefly and finally, are you glad to have convinced the Premier to change his mind on daylight saving?
1: Well, I'm not sure if the Premier has actually committed to voting yes for daylight saving but certainly we are seeing right across the community now that it's not just being seen as good for business. But you have spoken to
0: him about daylight saving, haven't you?
1: We certainly have made our views clear on daylight saving to both the Premier and the leader of the opposition and in fact, uh, all political leaders. And I'm delighted to see that um, the research shows that increasingly it's likely that uh, it's going to be pretty close. And I'm okay. pretty confident.
0: Mr. Pearson, thank you very much. Uh, uh, it was a single question, and I, we've got so much to talk about this morning. I don't want it to be a daylight saving debate morning. John Cummings comes to us from the Independent Grocers Association. Mr. Cummings, good morning. Morning, Jeff. Do you accept nine o'clock closing on weekdays as a reasonable option that? that protects you and your members and the, and the rights they have to trade on Sundays?
4: Look, uh, I, I think the, the midweek trading, any extension midweek trading, will only see two retailers that will be open, and that will be Coles and Woolworths. Um, the reality is, if you look at uh, the supposed deregulated markets of Sydney or Melbourne, um, you go into a major shopping centre tonight, Monday night, in either of those um, cities, and you will find that there is no retailer open except for Coles and Woolworths.
0: Mr Cummings, don't you have to accept a compromise here? Because there is an argument that says your businesses have been well protected because the big two aren't allowed to open on Sundays and you work, your businesses work hard and diligently and provide a service on Sundays, which is well acknowledged. But um, can you continue to deny shoppers the option to, trade after, to go shopping after 6 o'clock at night in anywhere else other than your stores? Your IGA stores are open until 8 o'clock at night.
4: So I, I, What I'm putting forward, Jeff, is what the facts of the matter are. Right? I mean, there's a simple fact. Um, if people think that shops are going to be open, I'm just pointing out that every every retailer in the CBD of Perth and Fremantle can stay open until seven o'clock tonight. Now they choose to all shut their doors by five thirty at the latest six o'clock. If that was to change till eight o'clock, nine o'clock, or whatever, would any of those retailers still be open?
0: You don't think they would? In the suburban shopping centres as well, not just in the CBD. David,
4: David Jones aren't open anywhere else in Australia. Why would they be open in Perth? Okay. Meyer aren't. Okay. What's what's different here? Do you think the,
0: Do you think? Okay. Do you think the public want the big two supermarket chains to be open till nine o'clock in the evening?
4: I don't see a lot of demand that's coming from people. Any research that we've done doesn't show that there's a lot of demand. The uh, the referendum, fifty seven percent of
0: people. Of course, of, of course, Mister Cumming. 15. But but the, rea- the reality is is that two of your biggest competitors could be open for an extra three hours Monday to Friday and you try and say that there'd be no no competition or interest in that happening? No,
4: of course there is. I mean, you know, the the reality is that in the race of life you back self-interest because at least you know it's trying, don't you? (laughs) I mean, there's no no doubt about that. And, And let's throw another thing in. You were talking about employment before. Now, just look at the grocery sector. In the grocery sector, the independent sector has 32% of the market share in Western Australia, mm. right, which is a high percentage. Mm. We employ over 50% of the jobs in that sector.
0: Mm. Well, we hope to be speaking to Richard Goyder a bit later this morning to find out if it means more jobs for at least one of the big two and, whether, and what service is going to be like well, at 20 you, minutes to nine.
4: Could you ask him if, uh, if his company works on a formula of wage cost to turnover? I'll ask him. And that, and that that's how they actually do their rostering.
0: What do you say finally, though, Mr Cummings, to those who say you are, you are so determined to protect the interest of a few that you are ignoring the wishes of many?
4: Um, again, Jeff, we see, no, we see no evidence. We don't get it from phone calls. I don't get it from business people. I mean, I'll say it again. Hmm. I don't get one small business person who rings me up and, and most people know my phone number and say, I am really disappointed that I couldn't go to work yesterday.
0: Thank you for talking to me today. Thank you. John Cummings is from the Independent Grocers Association. Gee, I'm looking forward to talking to you this morning. There is a lot to talk about. one three hundred triple 720 Let us know your views and let us all feel, I think, a little bit sorry for Sean. Hello, Sean. You know,
4: mate, how are you, Jeff?
0: Yeah, good, thank you. Um, you've arrived from Adelaide.
4: Well, we've got that far, but that's as far as we've got. We're now just
2: sitting on the runway with, I think, about three planes in front of us and have been told that industrial
3: action started at about 7 this morning and could be going through to 11, so good times, mate, good times.
0: So you've arrived, they've said welcome to Perth and you can't get off the plane?
3: Welcome to
2: Perth, the time is now, sit on the runway and hope for the best. But, but the good thing is we're allowed to use the toilet, and quite ironically the song in the background is Enjoy the Show by Lenka, but there's not much of a show on it, has to be said, mate.
0: Sean, what is the mood of those on board and how long do you think you might have to be on board for?
2: Look, good at the moment, we've only been sitting here for about 20 minutes, but if this pushes towards two or three hours, I think Bedlam might set in. My record's four hours that are in Lima are sitting on a flight in Peru. So at the moment, I'm feeling pretty good, but I think I'm in for the long haul.
0: I tell you what, Sean, what we're going to do is get back to you right throughout the morning, and we really hope that we're not talking to you on an aeroplane in another two hours' time
4: interviews I'm
3: talking to Ian <laughs> you are too gardening tips I want to know how to germinate Hadikia seed, please
0: any ideas Competition. what are you doing? No it's not <laughs> <laughs> nice try 720 ABC Perth